Okay. Well, praise the Lord. We're ready. All right. I wanted to start here because there's something I want you to see. We, we've heard this. And you may have a little plaque somewhere on your wall at home or whatever. It's Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Now, first off, I, I had to mention this. Proverbs. Oh, Proverbs. Oh, uh, some people think it's uh, that's whatever. No, this was Solomon, the wisest guy in the whole world. Okay. Solomon was who? He was, he was David's son. David was who? Well, David in the Bible, you know, he's not just a heart player. He was king of Israel. Killed Goliath and all that stuff. Playing the harp on the side, as you might want to call it. It really wasn't on the side. It was all the time. But anyway, uh, uh, the first king was uh, Saul. But anyway, so, I mean, people went all over the The queen of, what, Sheba went all the way from wherever she was from in Africa or whatever just to hear this guy. Now, he wrote these down. In Proverbs, we have 31 chapters full of basically one-liners. Now, look at this. This is going to be a two-liner here. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you've heard it before. Uh, where is it at? Yeah, trust in the Lord. I'm already saved. I, I know you're saved. We're all going to heaven. I got that. But today, you may not be trusting the Lord for your problems or whatever. And I'm not here to say, you know, no, I'm just telling you, it's a no-brainer. You need to be getting, remember, I love this picture right here. Proverbs, this is Revelation 3.20. This is a picture of Jesus right now. And that's you. It's not somebody who's lost. Of course, he's after those people trying to help them. But this is you and I. This was written to a church. This, and it's not just, oh, I'm in church. You. He says, if any man will hear my voice and open the door. So it's personal. It's you. And it's not like, well, Lord, I'm doing all right. I'm... He made you. You didn't make yourself and go, you know what? I think I need to be a Christian. You were made by the Lord. You're made in the image of God. Genesis 1. I'm from a monkey. <laughs> the link's still missing. The evidence is out there. The earth is young. Something's up. Massive graveyard around the earth. Massive graveyard. <clears throat> Do you know it's only one and a half percent of the fossils that they ever find? One and a half percent. Go look it up yourself. The rest of them are all marine. Must have been a flood. One and a half percent out of what? hundred percent. One and a half. But see, they don't want to tell you that because it might lead the impression that there was a massive flood or whatever. Anyway. Of course, the Bible assumes we know these things. But anyway, so there must be right here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways. So he's talking about a day-to-day issues and problems and whatever you got. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Uh, and he shall, it says, he'll direct your path. So trusting in the Lord is, you know, that's going to get you somewhere. Now, let's, let's go over here to, uh, let's come over here to the New Testament. And uh, I want to go to uh, the book of Ephesians here. In Ephesians, I want to go to chapter 6. This is a letter. You could say like an email. I'm sure that's what they would have done. Okay. Right at the middle of this thing, he tells us to put on the whole armor of God. You know, what's that for? Well, it's to help you for something. Look at this. So that you may be able to stand against the wilds. Remember Wiley, Coyote, Bugs Bunny, Wiley, Crafty, you know, and he's got him Acme, you know, kill the Roadrunner kit, you know. It's schemes, it's plans. This clown is out here to destroy you. He is. He's really out there. <laughs> the Bible and the Bible just assumes we know these things. Okay, because it's true. All right, but anyway, I want us to skip down here. He goes on and he says, uh, Oh, he gives a list of all these parts of the armor. It's no big deal. I mean, you can go look at these things, you'll see what he's saying. But look at this. He finally says, Above all, take the shield of faith. Oh, what's the shield of faith? Well, guess what? None of us would be together in this room if we didn't have faith in each other. Don't be thinking about the, the Christian faith and the this faith. and the, Talk about your friend's faith. 
I couldn't stand my own son if he didn't have faith in me. I don't believe that, Dad. I don't believe that, Dad. I quit talking to him. And you wouldn't talk to Dustin if you said, I don't believe you, Dustin. I don't believe it, Dustin. And their good-looking friend over here, I don't care what she says. I don't care what she says. See, faith is important. But all of a sudden, when it comes to God, we're like, he's not there to help me. He, he is there. But you've got to use your faith. Now, so let's watch what happens over here. In another place, we get this summed up. So we know what faith is. Uh, so now let's go over here, too. I want to go to the, uh, to the 11th chapter. He says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me put this over in the, to the, in the living Bible here just a second. Oh, here we go. What is faith? What's the confidence and assurance that something we want is going to happen? It's the certainty of, of what we hope for is waiting for us, even though we can't see it. And he says, men of, men of God in old day were famous for their faith. And we're fixing to look at one, Jacob, in a moment. And I mean, Jacob had his back up against the wall, but he did realize that his daddy was Isaac and his granddaddy was Abraham. And these fantastic things were happening to him. And we get in on that deal. It's not by chance. It is. Oh, let's go on here. Let's let's pick it up here with, uh, he's listing them. Of course, there's Enoch, you know, and, and all these people, a whole big list of them. But now notice this, you can never please God without faith. It's just like, you're not having friends if you don't trust some of them. You've got to show that you trust your friends. And he says, you can't please God without faith, with, uh, without, depend, without depending on him. Anyone who wants to come to God, look at this, you must believe that there is a God and that he rewards those, now he means you. See, lots of people, well, I believe in God, but I don't believe he's going to help me. You're not trusting God. See, you're trusting he won't. You need to trust that he will. And God's like, I gave you your life. I've given you a beautiful world out there. It's all, all creation is his. He created it. And yet, I can do this on my own, Lord. You know, it's not that he's worried about you doing it on his own, on your own. It's, there's certain things we just can't do, you know. But anyway, he rewards those who, sin, who sincerely look for him. And then Noah, okay, wow. Bible must assume Noah must have existed. Existed. Well, he sure did. Now, let me show you some more for instances here that we get a good picture of why we have faith here. Let's go to a little story about walking on the water here. Ooh, Jesus was walking on the water in the 14th chapter here. Uh, let's let get to the quickest way. Let's just click. 14. Here's where Jesus walking on the water. Let's see. Let's see. Told everybody to go home. Let's see. I'm in the 14th chapter. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Where is it at? Oh, I'm in Luke. Excuse me. No wonder. Go back to uh, Matthew. Matthew 14. All right. Watch this. The disciples are out on the water, and they're on their way to the other side, and Jesus doesn't have a boat, so he just, this is right after, look at verse 21. After the 5,000, this is where they were all fed, okay? Immediately, Jesus told his disciples to get in their boat and go to the other side. Jesus stayed with the people for a little bit. Anyway, he went up on the hills to pray. Night fell. Okay, anyway, notice the disciples were in trouble. Well, what's Jesus do? He came to them, and he's coming to you. Man, if you're in any kind of trouble, the Lord will help you. Okay, so he's walking on the water. Anyway, they screamed in terror. It's a ghost. Immediately, Jesus spoke to them, reassured them. Hey, don't be afraid. Notice Jesus didn't say, hey, got you. We think Jesus and, the, and God's all about gotcha. Had a car wreck. Hey, gotcha. Made you think about me. Listen, the gotcha is the Lord will protect you. He'll keep you safe. He's there to help you. Some people think their only help is that airbag and that, and that seat belt. You know, like one guy said, yeah, you're going to be strapped to the wreckage. I mean, you know, we need more help than just a seat belt. We really do. 
be nice to just completely avoid all that stuff. And you got that. It's the reason the Bible speaks of it over and over again in the book of Psalms is just shield. Shield for what? It's a shield, a real one. Peter called out to him, Sir, if it's really you, if it's you, you tell me to come to you walking on the water. Now, what kind of question was that? Well, Peter had already figured out. He knew Jesus. Anything Jesus can do, I can do too. Hey, if it's you, you tell me to come to you in the water. Jesus said, come on. All right, the Lord said, come on. So Peter went over the side of the boat, walked on the water. Now, remember, we're talking about faith here. Now, watch. Is it important? Trusting the Lord. But when he looked around at the high waves, he was terrified. Whoa, what happened? And began to sink. Now, what did he do? Huh? This is not hard. Oh, not hard. He got scared, didn't he? Well, that's got nothing to do. Don't, don't tell me that me being scared has got anything to do with it. None of this is my responsibility. Oh, please. It's all our responsibility. You know, our responsibility to trust the Lord. But look at this. He saw the high waves. Now, look what he said. He said, save me, Lord. Oh, go to heaven. That's a great thing. <laughs> this was keep me from dying, you know. What well, nothing to do with heaven. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Look at this. Instantly. Boy, that's the way you need to think about the Lord. Psalm 46. Went to preacher school for this. No, I didn't. They certainly didn't tell me this. I found it on my own. Psalm 46, 1 says, God is a very present help in time of trouble. Psalm 20 says, in the day of trouble, may the Lord defend you. Got a little trouble today. Well, then you should expect, and that's what your faith is. I expect the Lord to help me. He said, save me. Boy, instantly the Lord reached out his hand and rescued him. Now look what the Lord said. Oh, man of little faith. Oh, don't you feel like a heel? I mean, I mean, you're already walking on the water, which is impossible already. And you got worried about the storm and the wind? You're already doing something that nobody could ever do because of the person you're looking at and trusting. He's the one that kept you above the water. And then he panics thinking, we can't be doing this. Ah! And all of a sudden he goes back to the one who's been there to help him all the time. And he says, save me. And Jesus grabbed his hand and he says, don't ever forget. It's because you trust me. He said, look what he says. Why did you doubt? I mean, really, why? Why? Okay. Now, uh, so let's go take a story here and see what we got. Let's go to um, the book of beginnings. Wow. These are not little fables. I mean... I mean, it's funny. You try to pick somebody out. You're not going to get very far saying, well, <laughs> there, there was nobody named Abraham. <laughs> You'll find out you're going to make a fool of yourself. Actually was. Mm. And all these names and places in here. Wow. Fascinating. But anyway, oh, from Adam, I want to get right to it here. Let me just click down here. We want to get to, oh, let's see. I think I want to go to, yeah, here we go. You got Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and this is after, you know, Adam. Ten from Adam was Noah. Ten from Noah, not just because it was mathematically fun, whatever. It just happened. Ten, ten from him was Abraham. But anyway, so Abraham's great, 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 great. Everybody's great, great, great would be Noah, but then everybody's great, 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 great would be Adam, too. <clears throat> oh, but anyway. Uh, looking back here to 26th chapter of Genesis, uh, there was severe famine in the land, as happened before in Abraham's time. And so Isaac moved to the city of Gerar. Okay, there was a king there by the name of Abimelech. Oh, but anyway, now I want you to see what the Lord said. The Lord appeared to him and said to him there, don't go to Egypt. Now remember, we're I started this out by saying, trust the Lord. Okay, so remember, there was, it's, there's no jobs here. I think we need to go to Atlanta, or we need to go to... This was severe famine. But the Lord said, hey, don't go. 
Do as I stay and stay here. If you do, I will be with you and bless you and give you all this land to you and your descendants, just as I promised Abraham your father. And I will cause your descendants to become numerous as the stars. Yeah, this is great. What's it got to do with me? Watch, keep reading. Remember, Abraham's not even here. He said, now give them, I'll give them all these lands and they shall be a blessing to all nations of the earth. Notice this. I will, I will do this because Abraham obeyed my commands and laws. Now, wait a minute. That was my dad. What do I do? God says, I'm going to do this for you because of your dad. We have this same blessing. We're still running out trying to earn all this stuff. Now, um, Isaac, you know, if you keep reading right here. So remember, there was a great famine right here. But if you'll notice what happened here. Isaac's crops were tremendous a hundred times the grain he sowed because Jehovah blessed him. My goodness. Soon he was a man of great wealth and became richer and richer. Oh, it'd be nice if we could have that. Well, wait just a minute. I'm going to come right back. We're in Genesis 26. But look over here in Galatians just a moment. This was an email sent to a church in the land of Galatia. See, to the churches of Galatia. So it means it was to you. It's in your Bible. You're reading this. But look at this third chapter here. It wouldn't take you but a second to read this. He says, And now we that we are Christ, we are true descendants of Abraham, and all of God's promises to him belong to us. So where's the catch? My trust. I've got to be looking for that. And look for it. Look for it. Now, let's look at, uh, let's go back over here to Genesis again. Now, we know about Abram, Abraham that is. Okay, and then we saw um, just a moment ago, we saw Isaac, that was his son. Now let's catch the grandson. It just keeps going and going and going. Now, oh, let's see, that was, here it was right there. Okay, just summarize just a little bit. I, uh, I want to catch a little part here because you got to see something right here. Uh, right here. The latter part of this. Esau, that's Jacob. We're going to talk about Jacob right now. Jacob had a brother named Esau, and Esau was supposedly the oldest because he was born at the first one that came out of the womb. You know, they were both twins, but he was the first one out. The blessing belonged to him, but as you know, his mama dressed him up in some furry stuff and went in there when his dad was kind of blind and, you know, whatever. And they faked their dad out and got the blessing, but you got a little, little details about it. Esau, at age 40, married a girl named Judith. Must have been a loser. Watch this. Daughter of Berea the Heathite, and he also married Basemath. <clears throat> Sound like a program. Daughter of Elam the Heathite. But Isaac and Rebekah, that's the mom and dad, were bitter about his marrying them. He didn't like the idea of him marrying those women. Anyway, the next chapter, uh, let's see, uh, you've got here's the incident where uh, uh, oh, Isaac and, excuse me, where Esau and uh, Jacob. You know, Jacob acted like he was Isaac, and he stole his brother's uh, blessing, you could say. But now, you got to remember, his mom was in on it, and there was a reason. But anyway, notice this. Somehow, somebody got wind of what he was planted and reported it to Rebecca. Skipped the part right there. But Esau, I want you to see this. Esau wanted to kill him. He was so mad. Esau hated Jacob because of what he had done. He said, my father's soon going to be dead, and I'm going to kill him. I'm going to kill him. But anyway, someone got wind of what he was planting and reported it to Rebecca. So she sent for Jacob and told him that his life was being threatened. This is what to do. She said, flee to your uncle Laban in Haran. Basically from here to Memphis, probably a little further, probably all the way to Little Rock. It's a long way away. Stay there until your brother's fury is spent and he forgets what you've done and I'll, I'll send for you. Now, they didn't have telephones or nothing. This was a long, long, long way away and he's going to be gone for about 20 years. 
Anyway, then Rebecca said to Isaac, I'm sick and tired of these local girls. I mean, what's up with these girls? There's <laughs> something to them. And so anyway, he said, I'm sinning. I'd rather die than see Jacob marry one of them. Okay, next chapter. So Isaac called for Jacob. He blessed him and he said, okay, don't marry one of these local girls, the Canaanites. Go to the house of your grandfather. Uh, that was uh, uh, Abraham's brother. Marry one of your cousins from Uncle Laban. Okay. And the Lord God Almighty bless you, give you many children. All right, now I've got to speed up here. But anyway, this, um, the, uh, he, when he left, and he didn't have nothing but a walking cane, okay? When he gets there, let's see where, where that went. Oh, uh, yeah. So he left. He left town. He's out about five or six days out, you know. He stopped to camp at sundown. He found a rock and a headrest to lay his lay down to sleep. He dreamed that there was a staircase reached from heaven down to earth. This is called Jacob's Ladder. You may have heard this. Okay, whatever. All right. But then again, why are we getting the details? Richard's crazy. He just like, no, you have this in your Bible for a reason. This is yours. We just read it. At the top of the stairs stood the Lord. I am Jehovah. I mean, we're like getting to, we get to watch this. Hey, cool. I'm the Lord. What's he's, let's see what he says. The God of Abraham and your father Isaac. Hey, I know Isaac's my dad. Yeah, and my grandpa, Abraham. Yeah. Uh, the ground you're lying on is yours. I'll give it to your descendants. Now, stop just a moment. Guess what? Guess who's there today? They're there. They don't have quite as big a territory, but things are still probably going to happen. But they're there. That's the reason it's kind of, oh, it's those fables. Well, we got to go tell, whatever his name, Netanyahu, hey, you're a fable. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to get very far doing that. For you will have descendants as many as the dust. They'll cover the land from east to west. All these nations shall, of the earth shall be blessed through your descendants. That's what's happening to us. What's more is, look what he says. I am with you. Look at this. I will protect you wherever you go. Now, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm reading. He'll protect you and I today. That's the trust you should have. I'm going to be okay. Don't worry medically about yourself. Don't worry. Idiots on the road out there by yourself. It's okay. You're going to be all right. Well, I got a boating thing planned this afternoon. What if another boat, a drunk... Ah, it's going to protect you. That's what your trust is. Enjoy your day. Instead of going, I wonder if that guy's drunk. <laughs> Whatever. I wonder. If that, you're going to be all right. The Lord will protect you. Look at this. And then he says, I'll bring you safely back to this land. Wait a minute. I, my brother wants to kill me. <laughs> Don't worry. And he says, and I'll be with you constantly. And there's a picture of what the very back of your Bible says about you. Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. All right. So anyway, he promised all this stuff. All right, now anyway, let me speed ahead. Right after this, boy, he meets his wife, actually wives. He winds up with, with two of them, actually winds up being four. And he has uh, all his kids. He's got 12 sons. Now, uh, he tries to leave. This took 20 years. His new father-in-law doesn't want him to leave. Jacob is now loaded up to the hilt, just like his dad, blessed financially. That's the reason I'm saying watch for the Lord's blessing on your life. It'll be there. All you got to do is say, Lord, I was reading this. <laughs> it don't look like it to me right now. But I'm reading this, and I'm not blind. You said you'd do this for me too. Yeah, he would. The scripture says in the 17th chapter, he said, I'll keep this covenant with you in their generation. So we're in our own generation. Okay, but anyway, so uh, Esau finally gets away from, uh, oh, yeah, he finally gets away from, let me back up just a hair here. Because these, these markers were not like, hey, let's start a new chapter. No, this was a big, long story. They put these markers in there so that we could, so that we could find reference points. Ah, uh, let's see. So anyway, so Laban, that's his father-in-law. He got up early the next morning, kissed his daughters and grandchildren, blessed them, and returned home. All right, here we go. 
Now, what happens? Jacob and his household started on again. See, they're trying to get home. Now, they're in Badlands, too. Now, they got, they got, they got all kind of cattle. They got, you know, they got slaves. They got, it's just a huge, they're just rich. They're heading back toward his daddy, who's still alive, and his mama, Isaac. All right, anyway, he says, uh, Jacob and his household started again, and the angels of God came to meet him. What? Listen, angels are just normal. They're just, I mean, God just expects us to know that this what, what was taking place. The Bible says the angels are encamped about you and I, bearing us up, keeping us safe, lest we dash our foot against a stone. But anyway, he saw these angels, and he says, oh, God lives here. And he named the place God's Territory. Go look on a map in Israel, and you'll find, whoo, that's where these places are. Little little note right there. We'll see what it is. It actually is called uh, 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 the two encampments. Anyway, Jacob sent now, Jacob now sent the messengers to his brother. Look at this. Esau and Edom. Remember, he hadn't seen him in twenty years. Last thing he heard was, "Get out of here! Your brother's going to kill you." And his mama also said, "Why should I see both of my sons get killed?" And I'll send for you when everything's okay. Well, he never got that letter. Okay, never got word. He's just assuming I'm going back. Jacob now sent messengers to his brother Esau. Remember, he was already 40, so he's 60. He's probably still mad or worse mad. In the land of Seir with this message, Hello from Jacob. <laughs> he's just trying to, you know, whatever. I've been living with Uncle Laban recently, and now I own oxen, donkeys, sheep, goats, many servants, both men and women. And he's actually sending a gift. Watch this. He says, I have sent thee these messengers to inform you of my homecoming, of my coming, hoping you'll be friendly to us. The messengers returned. Now, now, can you imagine what this would do to you? He got the message back. Esau was on the way to meet Jacob with an army of 400 men. Oh, God, it goes from worse to worse. I just got away from my uncle who was messing with me financially. I couldn't get away from him, but I got away after 20 years. And all these terrible things that were happening. But remember, God had promised him that I'll bless you. Okay, but anyway, so here's what happened. Uh, well, excuse me. So Jacob was frantic with fear. The book of Psalms gives, David wrote a psalm and he says, At what time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. When you feel that fear coming on you, you don't have to go dig your Bible out and go through some song and dance or whatever. Just say, Lord, save me. Do you think Peter on the water, he's sinking, he's got time to go, Hang on, let me do a little Sunday school lesson real quick. You ain't got time. Just scream out, Help. Help me, Jesus. All right. He was frantic with fear. He divided his household along with the flocks and herds and camels into two groups. He said, well, if Esau gets half of us, maybe the other one will escape. Then Jacob prayed, oh God of... Now look what he's doing. I know what you did for Grandpa. I know what you did for my dad. And my father Isaac, oh Jehovah, who told me to return to the land of my relatives. Remember, Lord, you promised to protect me. That's the way we're supposed to do things. That's called trusting the Lord. And you said you'd do me good. Now, look what he says in verse 10. And I don't care who's in this room right now. Quit thinking that Jacob was a preacher. He was just a regular person like you and I. There weren't no churches back then, okay? He didn't even go to church. I'm not worthy of the least of all your loving kindness. Wow. Shown me again and again, just as you promised me. For when I left home, I owned nothing except a walking stick. <laughs> and he says, and now I am two armies. Now, my son, I raised him, and we didn't do nothing but just believe the Bible the whole time. And you, you can't mention anything to Dustin that he thinks you can't do. Because he just knows 
what Jesus is. And I, this was, I, we didn't just try hard and make the Bible fit our lifestyle. We fit the Bible's lifestyle. He says, oh, Lord, please deliver me <laughs> what from destruction of the hand of my brother. Yeah. Notice he didn't go, oh, you know, I, I promise I'll be in church and, and oh, please make me a better person. And I know I deserve this. I mean, his mama put him up to that trickery, which was fine because Esau was being a jerk of a son, marrying these women that did not have anything to do with the Lord or whatever. He says, look, please deliver me from the destruction of the hand of my brother, for I am frightened, terribly afraid he's coming to kill me and these mothers and my children. Remember, the kids are probably barely a teenager, the oldest ones. He's got one daughter in there, Dinah, okay? So he's got 12, 13, basically. Anyway, but you promised to do me good and to multiply my descendants. Yeah, so she should think this out. Remember, the Bible says the first commandment was promised. Honor your father and mother, mother, and it'll be well with you, and you'll live long on the earth. So what's up with all this? Might have a car wreck. Might die of some disease or whatever. God promised me long life. So we have to fight back. Okay. And we're not fighting the Lord. We're trusting the Lord. He said, but you promised to do me good. Now watch what happened. Too many to count. There's two great stories you're fixing to come to life right here. Jacob stayed, well, let's see. Yeah. Jacob stayed there for the night, prepared a present for his brother. (laughs) Okay. Let's give him 200 female goats, 20 male goats. 20 ewes, I mean 200 ewes, 20 rams, 30 milk camels, and their colts, 40 cows, 10 bulls. I mean, wow. I mean, you can just translate to whatever you think that is today. Okay. He instructed his servants to drive them on ahead, each group of animals by itself, separated by distance. When he told the men driving the first group, when they met Esau, he said, Where are you going? Whose servants are you? Whose animals are these? They should reply, They belong to your servant. Notice his brother's trying to say, hey, I'm your servant. Your servant, Jacob. You know, your brother, but I'm your servant. They're a present for his master Esau. He's coming right behind us. Jacob gave the same instructions to each driver. Now remember, stay with the story. Jacob is scared out of his mind. He thinks what? His kids and his wives are all going to get killed. That'd be a pretty scary thing. Man, my life is over. Oh, no. Jacob's strategy was to appease Esau with the presents before meeting him face to face. Perhaps Jacob hoped he will be friendly to us. So he sent the presents on ahead. Now watch what happened here. It bugged him all night, and here's what he did. He got up in the night, and he decided, you know what? The river's a bend over there. So he got his wives and his kids, and he says, look, y'all take a canoe ride and go around that bend over there. And so he got his... Anyway, he's trying to save them. He sent them across the Jordan River at the Jabbok Ford with all his possessions. Then he returned to the camp where he was alone. Now look at this. A man did not say an angel. And this comes up again. A man wrestled with him. Now we've heard this story in our Sunday school lessons. The guy that wrestled with what? With God. Well, it was Jacob. Dustin's a wrestler. Some of you other guys may have wrestled before too. Wrestling's sort of fun, you know. Can you imagine Jesus having a wrestling match? Was, I, he really did like this guy. Okay. A man wrestled with him until dawn. And when the man saw that he couldn't win the match, he struck Jacob's hip and knocked it out of joint. Okay. First off, what's that man doing there? Well, I believe it's exactly what you got here. Jesus never leaves, never leaves you nor forsakes you. Jacob panted. I'm not going to go till you bless me. What's your name? The man asked. Jacob. It isn't anymore. The man told him it's Israel. Now, Israel means, well, here it says, the one who has power with God. What do you mean with an angel? Well, he said God. This came up again two chapters later, and it referred to this man as being the Lord. Now, all I'm saying is is that Jesus 
picked uh, Peter's hand up, lifted him out. And Jesus hung out with these guys. No telling what all they did. I mean, Jesus hung out with tax collectors. He went out drinking with them and, and eating with them. And the Pharisees didn't like that. Oh, he hangs out with such scum, whatever. And if you don't ever think Jesus was given a noogie by one of his friends, you're crazy, you know. And I bet you... I bet you, I don't know what they play, didn't play, I don't know. But, I mean, you've seen stories where you just mind your own business and then Dustin comes along and boom, knocks you to the floor. Well, it's nothing, you're just playing around. It isn't anymore, this guy said. It's Israel, one who has power with God, because you have been strong with God, and you shall prevail with men. Who was there on the night he thought he was going to get killed? And Jesus, look, notice what he says. Jacob says, well, what's your name? Now, notice what he says. We have all cases where Michael said, I'm Michael. He also said, I'm Gabriel. But look at this. Nope, you mustn't ask. Don't ask. And he blessed him there. Jacob named the place Peniel, the face of God. Woo. And he said, I've seen God face to face and my life is spared. The sun rose and he started on. He was limping a little bit. And notice this, that's, that's why even today the people of Israel don't eat the meat near the sciatic muscle. Oh, I think it's the next phrase. <clears throat> okay, next time. Here we go. Uh-oh. Then in the far distance. Uh-oh, here it is. We're going to make that kick. We either win the game or we don't. He's, Jacob saw Esau coming with 400 men. Oh, boy. Now Jacob arranged his family into a column with his two concubines. That means the, 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 that was his wife's servants, girls. Anyway, Leah, that was one wife, and her children. Next, Rachel, and Joseph last. Remember who Joseph is? The coat of many colors. He's fixing to be prime minister, second to Pharaoh. This never ends. This never ends. And the Lord's never going to end it with you. You're going to be so blessed. Okay, watch this. Jacob went on ahead. Then Jacob went on ahead. <laughs> Wait a minute. Where did he get this boldness from? He now put the family behind him and he went up. As he approached his brother, he bowed low seven times. You've seen this. Oh, you know, whatever. He did that. Now remember, he is scared. Okay. But he also is trusting the Lord, isn't he? Then Esau ran to meet him. What? embraced him affectionately, kissed him, and they were both in tears. Hallelujah. What happened to your problem? Well, it was just by luck. No, it wasn't. Praise the Lord. Look what Esau said. Now, this is just like a brother. Esau looked at the women and children and said, Who are these people? And Jacob says, Man, they're my kids. Then the concubines came forward with their children. They bowed low before him. Next came Leah with her children and bowed. Remember, Leah was one with the beautiful eyes. You know, Rachel was a knockout, but Leah was beautiful eyes. Got a good personality or whatever. Okay. You know, anyway, and he says, what are all these flocks and herds as I came, Esau asked. And Jacob said, well, they, he said, they were my gifts to curry your favor. Look what this guy said. Brother, I got plenty. Well, remember, I remember when he was crying before his dad. Isaac, when, when he found out his brother cheated him out of the blessing. God will take care of all of us. And it's because of Abraham. Okay. Esau laughed. Keep what you've got. But anyway, he says, no, no, no. Please accept him, Jacob said. For what, for what a relief it is to see your friendly smile. God, make you cry too. I was, he said, I was as frightened of you as though, uh, as though I was approaching God. Hello. That's why that little incident happened that night. Can you imagine how God knows you? He says, oh, you know, I have a little wrestling match. 
Wow. Anyway, please take my gifts. God's been very generous to me and I have enough. So Jacob insisted and finally Esau said, well, let's be going. My men will stay with you and lead the way. Now look what he says. Jacob says, as you can see, some of the children are small and the flocks and herds, they ha- they're, anyway, they're young. If they're driven too hard, they're going to die. You go on ahead and we'll meet you back at, you know, Uncle so-and-so's place. No, anyway, Mount Seir. Esau said, well, at least let me leave some of my men with you and they'll be your guides. Jacob says, nah, trust me, we'll get along just fine. We'll be up there. And that's exactly what happened. Anyway, meanwhile, Jacob and his household went as far as there, and he built himself a camp with pens and flocks and whatever. And it's, it means huts is where they were at. And anyway, <clears throat> we could go further here. They, he's fixing to just set up a place where he's, I mean, well, let's just finish it out. Watch this. He said he, they arrived safely. Did you notice that? Who kept their word? The Lord did. They got there safely. And you guys are going to get there safely too. That's just one little story. Genesis only goes to 50. They're going to be in Egypt, totally taken care for when they get to Egypt. Fantastic story. This guy here, Jacob, is going to lose who? He's going to lose Joseph because the brothers are mad at him. <laughs> We've had it with you. And they sell him. Remember that? Okay. And they tell dad, oh, he's dead. Oh, he, oh, he died. Look at this. Is this his coat? <laughs> and his dad goes, guy, he must have been tore up. And even this guy in his old age, when he thought he lost Joseph, all of a sudden, remember what happened? Dad, we got some good news. (laughs) Good news and bad news. Good news is Joseph lives. The bad news is uh, we probably had something to do with that. (laughs) Because they grieved grieved Jacob so bad he he thought he was going to die over that grief. I don't care what's going on in your life. I mean, dear Lord, we got this. You, You can't shake this stuff off except for your faith. If you go, my God, no help. He's not really there. Now we know better. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that we're just as blessed as Jacob. Psalm 20 says, may the God of Jacob. Well, this is the God of Jacob. May he defend you. And we, we believe that. Thank you for this story. Thank you for what you did for Jacob. And you'll do the same thing for us. So, Father, we're not worried today whether we're dealing with something that may be a pain in our body or whatever. Or You'll take care of that. And if it's financially, obviously, you'll take care of that. If it's something else we've not mentioned, you'll fix that too. And so that didn't leave anything left but for us to tell others how great you are. And that's what we're going to do in the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, y'all have a great rest of the day. Praise the Lord. Amen. Yeah.